Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. If you've got a Bible and it's handy, open it to Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, probably in, in the course of uh, discussing uh, things with various Christians over the years, there, there are a number of times that people will uh, say, boy, I, I really thought this particular book of the Bible was really difficult. That book of the Bible was particularly difficult. Uh, certainly, uh, Peter could even say of Paul, he writes some things that are very difficult to understand. And he did. Uh, but probably as much as any book of the entire Bible, the book of Hebrews is one that people scratch their head. Uh, they, they lack an understanding of both uh, how Christ fulfills all of the promises of the older covenant, uh, fulfills all of the uh, things portrayed uh, in uh, the, the symbols and the rites of the old covenant. And so we, we really kind of lose track. But as tough as uh, that part of the, the book of Hebrews is, uh, this is another part that has uh, uh, been under scrutiny for any number of years. And as I have said, if I were going to teach that um, an individual could be saved and lose that salvation, this might be one of my, my proof texts. This might be one of my go-tos. And as we, the reason I put yesterday's devotion before this one, I want to emphasize very clearly, very emphatically, very convictionally, that the person who is genuinely saved cannot ever lose their salvation. That, that is not a possibility. Now the mistake we make is thinking that a person has, who has done particular things, again made a decision, uh, joined the church, been baptized, served on committees, done missionary work, you know, go down the list. We make the mistake of saying, well I know they're saved because they did this, that, and the other. Uh, but the reality is that uh, uh, people can do a lot of religious stuff and yet they were never genuinely converted. And so uh, the writer of Hebrews seems to indicate that you can come into uh, quite a bit of contact, have quite a bit of affinity, uh, proximity to the truth about salvation, to the, the, the realities of, of the gospel and even the workings of the Holy Spirit but yet never genuinely be converted. And in fact, you, you remain in your lost condition. Uh, Jesus speaks to the phenomenon in Matthew 13 in the parable of the soils, uh, that there's some, some seed that's sown uh, on ground uh, that uh, provides nourishment for a while and the, the seed prop, uh, pops up and it looks like it's going to be a great crop and then it dies because, again, it has no root. And so... Uh, there's a number of ways this phenomenon is spoken to, but there are many that get incredibly close to salvation, uh, but yet in the end, they never receive that salvation. And so that's what this writer is speaking to here, particularly in the historical context. He has in mind native Jews, religious Jews, who have come to profess faith in Christ but because of what they have suffered, the rejection of their families, the uh, being excluded from uh, the synagogue and the community, uh, being ostracized by that people, even being persecuted, that they've had a tendency to either kind of round off the edges of Christianity and try to kind of straddle the fence back into Judaism or totally wholesale, go back into the former way of life. And the writer is saying emphatically, you can't do that. You can't go back. And so uh, here in verse 4 of Hebrews 6, uh, the writer says, or writes, uh, 
For it is impossible in the case of those who have been once uh, have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared uh, in the Holy Spirit and have tasted uh, the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying at once again the Son of God to his own harm and holding him up to contempt. For uh, the land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. As I said, a lot of scholarly attention, a lot of uh, exegetes give great attention to this, a lot of theologians give great attention to uh, this passage, and, and honestly on both sides of the equation. that. Uh, uh, those in the more Armenian uh, uh, persuasion or more uh, Armenian uh, denominations, they would say, hey, this says you could be saved and lose it. Uh, those that are uh, more reformed in their understanding of the Bible and of salvation would say, no, 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 that's not what it's teaching. But I believe what it's saying is that there are those uh, that come in very close proximity to the gospel, to salvation, probably at an intellectual uh, level. They have accepted it as true. Uh, in some sense, they believe it's, that the work of Christ has been applied uh, to their life uh, because of their association in the church. They've had some uh, association with the, the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of others, and maybe even in some sense some uh, conviction about sin or, or something along uh, those lines. Uh, so they've tasted, but they haven't fully swallowed uh, the truth of, of the gospel. Uh, they have tasted the goodness of God. They have a, some, sense, some sense of the power of God uh, that has raised Jesus from the dead and will one day raise uh, them uh, from uh, the dead. Uh, but the reality is, is if they turn their back on it, uh, they're no longer productive as believers. Uh, their, their, their life is characterized by unbelief and disobedience. Uh, then they're analogous to a field that bears thorns and thistles, that falls under the judgment of the landowner. Namely, it gets burned because it's useless. And so it's a very serious warning uh, that uh, those uh, who uh, profess faith in Christ must continue to manifest uh, a lifestyle of obedience by, by, intrinsic, by intrinsic necessity. In other words, the gospel, salvation, and the new birth must always work its way out because it is powerful, it is dynamic, it is vital, it is living, and it will work its way out. Just as the seed that germinates will work its way through the soil, into the air, and result in a, a productive harvest and, and, a, and fruit, so too uh, will genuine life in Christ uh, produce fruit in the life of the believer. It may be meager fruit, it may be a very small harvest of fruit, but there will be some fruit to the reality to conversion, the testimony of conversion. So again, it is not teaching that people can be saved and fall back into unbelief. It is simply saying there are people that get really, really close. They have a lot of association, maybe even a lot of affinity for the things of God. But in the end, they walk away and they're ultimately unsaved. Sobering truth, but a biblical truth. And I pray that this is a blessing to your day. And I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.